Hello, and welcome back to the Farm to Family podcast. I'm Daniel Wiggins with UT Extension Ag Agent in Crockett County, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Tyson Raper, our cotton and small grain specialist, and Mr. Ryan Blair, our cotton and grains variety testing specialist. And we're going to let Ryan start us off with a little bit of history of the county standard trial program. Thanks, Daniel, for having us this morning. Um, love to love to talk about the program. We've got we've got a lot of information here. Hopefully, hopefully you guys pick up on something. But just to kind of start out, I, I kind of want to cover the the history of where we got started with the county standardized trials program, uh, CST for short. Uh, so basically, what happened in the in the late '80s? We had um, Dr. Bob Montgomery working for the university uh, in extension. And the counties were doing variety testing programs in their own counties uh, and basically working with retail and industry there to, to try to, to add some value uh, in, in, their, in their sales of, of seed. Um, but it was, it was kind of on a, on a singular county level. And so what was happening, these agents were going out to their retailers, to their industry partners, uh, getting a handful of corn, soybean varieties, and, and working with producers there in their counties and putting out a single location variety trial. That's great um, for, for those producers. It's great for the guys in that area. But we didn't have good data that was representative across the geography and for multiple counties uh, to use. And so... Uh, Dr. Montgomery in the late 80s uh, and later um, Bob Williams took over in, in 9091. Uh, what they did was that, was they met with our industry partners and, and in retail and those county agents and put together a standardized set of testing trials. And so what we wanted to do is look at the same set of varieties or corn hybrids across multiple locations uh, where we could put together a strong data set. So in uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, the first group of counties that were involved in the CST program, there were six up in northwest Tennessee, had be the Lake, O'Bine, Henry, Gibson, Weekly, and Dyer counties. And so for several years, they were doing corn and soybean variety research uh, where they were looking at the same sets each year uh, within those counties. Since then, the program has grown um, quite a bit, Daniel. We're, we're in over 50 counties now in the state. Um, we're doing trials in five counties in, in, the, uh, in the western part of Kentucky. Those soils in western Kentucky just match up with our northwest Tennessee soils really well. Uh, so they're using, they're using this, this uh, CST program. Uh, we're now testing within this program. We're doing corn, uh, soybeans, cotton, and wheat trials. So uh, quite busy throughout the year. Uh, we're, we're harvesting corn and, and beans now. Uh, cotton's going to be coming out soon, and, and we're looking at planting wheat here in another couple of weeks. So um, the cycle continues, and, and it's, it's ever-growing. We're trying to, to include more counties. I'd love to, to spread across and get some more uh, locations uh, to provide more data. All the time we're looking for counties to, to get included. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Dr. Raper, uh, what do you do on your part of the CST program um, from ginning samples to evaluating data on the cotton end of things? Yeah, 
Thanks, uh, Daniel. Thanks for uh, letting me join today. Uh, so, from a cotton standpoint, you know, similar uh, infield operations to the grains, and you know, county agents are the core of the program. Ryan does a phenomenal job coordinating, distributing seed, uh, making sure we get everything uh, where it needs to be, and, and trials placed uh, in a variety of different uh, environments. So. Uh, from a infield standpoint, cotton's very similar, uh, but we have a lot of work to do on the back end in cotton. And so uh, at the end of the year, uh, after we collect weights on the modules, we typically pull about an eight-pound sample of seed cotton from each one of those round modules, and then that seed cotton's transported here. Uh, you know, it's a, it'll be one sample per variety uh, per location. So we're, we're looking at about you know 200 or so samples that we process here in Jackson out of that cotton uh, CST program each year. Those uh, samples after they reach Jackson we gin them and then we class them uh, through the Memphis classing office and, and that's really important for those that aren't familiar with cotton production. Uh, you know we have seed and lint produced and, and from a producer standpoint the value is in the lint. Uh, and, and so they're obviously very, very interested in how much lint is contained in that uh, module. Uh, and then what's the quality of that lint? How long is it? How strong is it? Is it mature? Is it white? Uh, and and, and able, being able to deliver that information, not only turnout, uh, but also fiber quality, uh, really helps us nail down the value uh, of each of those varieties and, and the overall uh, opportunity a producer might have to select one over over another. Thank you, Tyson. Uh, Brian, uh, now that we've got a little bit of a understanding on the history of the CST program and kind of how uh, where it started and where it's gone, um, can you give us a little background on how the CST program operates? Yeah, so Daniel, I, I work closely with uh, industry partners. Uh, so those are those are um, companies, large and small, that are genetic providers of of this seed. So uh, pretty much any any guy any seed provider um, that you see across that would be your Monsanto's, your Bayer's, BASF's uh corteva uh so so those guys are are providing seed and, and what we do is we want to look at how those how those genetics and how that seed um how it does here in tennessee so i'll, I'll talk with those guys and see what they've got um they send me um several of their varieties that they would like to test that they feel are good fits for us here in tennessee uh, and once we get those in, uh, I work with the, the county extension agents, and we're very blessed here in Tennessee to have a, a county extension office in every county. Uh, we're quite unusual in extension in that we have that, that type of resource. Uh, and this is a very, um, very much intensively used uh, agent program in that uh, I rely on those agents to contact producers, to work with their local producers in their counties to to put together uh, locations and so once those agents talk with their producers they find a good location that we can put in a plot 
uh, I'll send each county uh, a set of a set of seeds. So we we pallet up all these varieties. We ship those to uh, to that agent's county where that's it'll be sorted. Uh, the agent goes out uh, with the producer on, on the day of planting and, and puts these plots in uh, and, and keeps a close watch over the varieties throughout the growing season. Uh, and then again, at harvest, uh, the, the, the agents get with those producers, uh, put together a time that we can go out and harvest these. Uh, and then once, once we get them harvested, uh, all the data is collected. I analyze this data and, and basically put together a recommendation uh, based on their performance. So we look at how those varieties performed across all locations. Uh, we put together our data, get that published. Uh, the agents can, can then use that information to help uh, work through the multiple varieties with their producers and help them pick out what's going to make them the most money because that's what we're after with this program. It's, we're looking at differences in yields. Um, and so with the large data set, we can, we can confidently say that, that one variety does better or worse than the other. So at that point, we help those producers make the decisions at the beginning of the year on what to go out and plant. All right, Ryan, uh, another quick question for you, uh, and then I'm going to hand the mic back over. I've got the same question for both of you. Um, how many counties do you work in that does, that has grain uh, CSTs in the county because I know we have 95 counties in Tennessee but not all of them are fit for row crop farming so do you got an idea on how many number of counties that you work in uh, currently Ryan? Yes yeah, so we've got uh, corn soybeans and wheat across about 50 counties in, in Tennessee. So more than half. Now on cotton production it's uh, a smaller scale for sure we don't have as many uh geographical areas that we're able to grow cotton tyson how many counties do we have cotton csts or ovts in you know daniel i think we probably grow cotton in about 20 counties in the state uh ryan you know where are we now this about 12 We've counties got 12 counties with with cst cotton trials and when I say when I say we you know we're growing cotton in 20 counties, uh, a, a long list of those counties would be very 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 small acres, and and that's the nice thing about this program. Uh, it's pretty easy to reach across a county line, especially in cotton, and pull some results from a neighboring county that are extremely uh, relevant. So, uh, yeah, I think we've got the area very well represented. Okay, and and the CST program, like I said, this this is generated towards growers uh, to be more profitable on the farm. But how do we take these higher yielding grains and higher yielding cotton pounds per acre, and how how is this benefiting the general public? What are we using um, not only to put money back in the grower's pocket for what he's done, but what are we using these for in a production standpoint? Just to the general public sure so uh, probably a, a misconception that we get a lot of time is is where this grain is going and so uh, majority of our corn and soybeans grown here in the state are gone are going to feed livestock so most of our feed uh, or most of our grain corn soybeans um, will be uh, some used domestic some is 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 exported out of the country 
we're, we're very fortunate to be close to the Mississippi River and the other river systems throughout the state where, where we do have uh, barge um, um, ports. And so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going out to, to make protein out of our livestock. So, uh, yeah, so it, it helps the farmer first and foremost by making more pounds per acre or making more bushels per acre, puts more money in their pocket. But we're also providing uh, more of this commodity to go towards to to go towards our feed, food production, and food production. Oh, and uh, I know we have a little bit of our grains going for ethanol production. Is there a percentage? Do you know anything off the top of your head? Um, I know it's a very small percentage, but we do have some corn in the area that is going for ethanol production to produce gasoline. Is that correct? That's right, Daniel. I'd say we're probably still uh, less than 10% in that market, um, but we do have that capability, and, and, and the, the ethanol plant um, up in um, the Reeves area, O'Brien County, uh, they do take a considerable amount of grain, corn grain, uh, particularly from these guys in, in northwest Tennessee. Daniel, I want to add something to on on value to uh, the average uh, citizen of Tennessee. Uh, this program provides tremendous benefit, and Ryan's got the numbers for estimated impact of the program. But uh, I think we fail to capture, you know, the benefit to that average Tennessee citizen. Uh, these locations are much more I- I- at the end of the year than just uh, variety tests. Uh, it's an opportunity for uh, a conversation that may not necessarily occur in in other uh, environments. We can uh, share on the turn row, you know, a- answer questions, uh, share about other programs that are available, maybe ag related or, or maybe not ag related. Maybe you know something else that the university's uh, tackling. Uh, I think as a you know as someone that's involved a little bit with the CSD program, but also has a, a, a program. Uh, a research program uh, beyond the CSC program. Uh, this is a, a phenomenal opportunity to increase the visibility of other things we do. And uh, I, I know I, I very much value uh, all the, of the opportunities I've had to engage with the CSC program and those that are involved in it. I know I, I can tell you with confidence I've visited with far more people uh, than I ever would have had I not been involved with it uh, and been able to spend more time with agents and, and other clientele uh, so I, I think it's 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 a program that really, you know, it's a, it's a it's a great opportunity for us to increase the visibility of our programs, and and to share a little bit with the clientele about uh, uh, other things that we offer that uh, they may not necessarily know about. Thank you, Tyson. Um, and I think that's going to be a great place to stop. I think Tyson kind of uh, rounded it all up there at the end. And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in, and thanks to Dr. Tyson Raper and Mr. Ryan Blair for helping us with this episode today.